glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, hallelujah. Well, he was he was thanking the Lord for something. And I, you know what? Each one of us should, there's something that we can thank him for today. Something you can thank him for. You know, sometimes when I close my eyes, I see lights thing. And it was, so did did the words disappear for a minute there? Okay, well, I had my eyes closed, and then all of it, you know what I saw? On the, on the screen, I saw Jesus. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I went, huh? <laughs> and, I, and I went, oh my gosh. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I wanted to cry. <laughs> I went, what? And, and you know, <laughs> and, but it was all like bright. He was bright. I mean, he was bright, 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 bright light. And there were, did, but then the words, like, the words came back. Yeah, I noticed the lights are flickering. I think it's the wind. And I thank, you know what? I was thanking God cause for the electricity to stay on. We are blessed. Wow, that whole time when the wind, that, ooh, you know what? He's here. <laughs> Well, he's in you. That's why. You could be seated for a second. So we're going to receive the tithes and offerings. And um, I don't know how many people, okay, a lot of times we'll have a need in our life. Okay. And sometimes it maybe it's a need because we need to pay something or we need to buy something or the car went haywire, you know, or something like that or we need to fix it whatever whatever it is but um, you know what Most, sometimes and we we how many people look at it negatively I have I mean we all kind of look at it in a negative way right but you know what we get in the mental realm and then we say well now why did this happen <laughs> sometimes we even say now did I open the door somewhere or something you know uh, and what have I done to deserve this? But you've done nothing. <laughs> See, Jesus looks at a need for his children in a positive way. Or he wouldn't have said Philippians 4.19. He said, my, he said, well, it says, my God, it was Paul who was saying it. He was in prison. And he said, my God. Now, is he really your God? See, that, that's the whole thing. Yeah, is he God over your life? Yeah. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Where are you at in the glory of God also? But to Jesus, a need, it's not to discourage you and make you negative. It's a legitimate claim that you trust him. And that your God has limitless resources. See, shell is a really, it's a strong word. Shell means absolute guarantee. We don't use that word that much. But see, in other words, the moment your need faces you, God shall supply. And his promise goes into effect if you believe it. And if you trust in him. Uh, you know what? No, no one should bully you. Nobody should, f you know, put fear in you or intimidate you. 
You know, and sometimes people say, well, I don't know why that happened to them. Oh, because they are not doing this and they're not. Uh, they don't like that. Uh, that's judging. And you're going to get judged back if you don't watch out. You probably will get judged because you'll reap. See, if Christ is first in your life and you are giving to him, God will answer you. And you should be expecting. I'm talking about even a house I'm or a new car or whatever it is. I'm talking big stuff here, too. See, God is the source of your supply. Now, you know what? And he, he wants you to trust him. And he wants you to be first in his like life in giving. Um, okay, so now this, this is the deal. You're supposed to tithe, give tithes and just tithes. Tithes is 10%. Okay, so, and I, you know, Oral Roberts used to, write the seed faith books. At one time, they cleaned out the library and threw them in the trash, and I took a whole bunch of them. I mean, they were falling apart, and I fought, but I've read them over and over. And the one thing he said, if you really have a need, you give, you have to, you can pray all you want, but he says you need to plant a seed for the need. You need to plant a seed toward I want a house or a, a new car or I need this or, or that you plant a seed above that. You, if, if you don't plant the seed, it's the same thing as the... I probably pressed it. Oh, no, it ran out of battery, yeah. It wouldn't go. Okay, it's the same thing as the farmer. <laughs> yeah, right now they're actually they're putting fertilizer on this uh, the fields and stuff because we live out in the country, and then we see that. And, but if what if they didn't? They're preparing the ground. Okay, your ground is your heart, and your heart has to get prepared with the word. But you know what? The ground isn't what gives you your answer. You have to plant a seed in there. You plant, you'd plant the seed of the word, but you also plant a seed out here. An extra seed. And you say, Father, this is for whatever I need at that time. Okay, okay, way back we said, um, it's the law of, gen there's a law of Genesis. And that's why you don't have to worry about global warming. Yeah, <laughs> Sure hasn't been global warming here. <laughs> anyway, the law of Genesis says, while the, it's Genesis 8.22, while the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. There will be cold and heat. They will be summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease. God's got the earth. The earth belongs to him and the fullness thereof. And you know what? He's given it to us. <laughs> He's given it to us. And we own the gold and the silver and the, and the copper and the diamonds and the jewels and all that stuffs. <laughs> stuffs, I said. So God's idea is seed giving, which is sowing and reaping. Farmers, okay, like I said, they can, they can fertilize, they can plow it up. But 
What if they don't plant any seed? I remember Charles Capps, he always said, you know, the ground is there, but the ground does not determine what comes out of it. The seed you plant determines it. Isn't that something? And that's the same in just in the natural spirit realm. You've got to plant an extra seed. See, that's trusting. But the seed and the ground belong to each other. And I, I put here, but again, but the ground doesn't determine the harvest. You have to plant a seed in that ground. So in the same way, you and your giving and God belong together. And it, see, because you prepare your heart with the word of God, you believe the word of God, you trust God, but you got to plant a seed. And then that seed can be multiplied because if you don't plant it, it doesn't work. Okay, that's it. <laughs> so uh, the ushers give. I was going to give that last Sunday, but Ken gave it. <laughs> that was good, though. Hallelujah. So remember this weekend, we have a speaker on Saturday night. <laughs> And now I want to tell you something. That speaker operates a lot in the a word of knowledge. I remember Debbie Bronick, that's why you're at this church. I remember you sitting up there. You were going to have neck surgery, weren't you? And he said, there's somebody in here. His first time, he never saw you in his life. He said, somebody here. <laughs> and she got healed. And then uh, I think Sydney Mulder, too. She said there was something with her, too, that happen it, yeah he'll operate he operates in a, a word of knowledge from the lord so i mean he's used to be the town drunk and now he owns most of the town <laughs> he and his wife they got all kinds of businesses <laughs> in in the town and they're givers hallelujah thank you father so much for your word thank you father that as we plant this seed tonight we plant it for a purpose lord god it could be that our children come into the, the knowledge of the word of God, Lord God, and come into the closer and closer to the kingdom of God. It could be any of those things, that your marriage is healed, that, that, <clears throat> that you're going to have a big crop as you plant this, this you know, plant. And for, in the fall, the crop will be big, whatever it is, Lord God. We plant this as a seed, and we say that you are our God, and you supply all of our needs according to your riches in the glory by Christ Jesus. That's one to meditate on. Amen. Okay, you see.
It is. It's very strong. It's kind of like when those people, 500 of them, were invited to the upper room, and only a little bit less than 25% showed up. And they got it. And look how many we have here today. That doesn't mean anything, though. Right? It's, it's still great. I would still be up here if there's only one of you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow, amen. Yes, you can be seated. Amen. Thank you. That was very good. Amen. Amen. So I got, you know, advanced notice, of course, about uh, she asked me to uh, preach today, actually last Wednesday, but I had things to do, and we found out that she was supposed to be up here anyway, right? Amen. It was good. And it worked out. I had advanced warning or notice, um, and then I asked the Lord, I said, what do you, what do you want? What do you want to be said? He said, I wanted you to speak on believing. So I did so, and when I did that, I really opened up a can, I can find out. Oh boy, did I ever. So on this, this one alone, I spent over 20 hours on this sermon. And I actually condensed it, I had to shave it down a lot, a lot. Oh my gosh. I, it's, here I am, it's talking about believing, I go, you wouldn't believe how much believing is in the Bible. So that would kind of be not right, so I'm not going to say that. <laughs> There's a lot about believing in the Bible. I'm going to tell you exactly how much here pretty soon. Don't get ahead of me, Pastor, okay? <laughs> she has the notes, too. So so I do want to, kind of on a side note, anybody hear about tornadoes going on in New Orleans and Texas lately? Anybody see the video of in Texas when the guy struck, flipped over? Anybody see that? Okay. Those who haven't, there was a storm chaser chasing this tornado. This happened just less than a week ago. Chasing this tornado. And he could tell which direction it was going. It was going across the road. So you could hear the engine in his car. Just, he floored it. He was going right after that tornado. And in the side, you could see the tornado, and all of a sudden you could see this red Chevy pickup in the tornado. It flipped it over on its side. It spun it around 180, and it flipped it back on its wheels. The car kept driving, and then the guy in the truck took off. The truck was still running, and the guy was still in it. And he drove out of the end of that tornado. You want to talk about believing. I bet that guy was in a little bit of disbelief when he took off out of there. They caught up with, they found out later where he was, and he was fine. There wasn't anything wrong with him. He survived that, blew all his windows out of his truck. Amen. So one last night in, uh, this is about the power of God working now. This is true stuff happening. This one, I'm going to say, happened last night, less than 24 hours ago. Uh, the, they were giving a tornado warning on the local news in New Orleans. The woman was watching their camera, I believe it was on top of their weather, weather camera, and they had control of that camera. She was showing the radar. She looked over at the screen and saw that tornado landed right there in the New Orleans area. Uh, around the Ninth Ward and whatnot. Yeah. 
and you could watch it. It was a wedge tornado, and it went through, and you could just watch it blowing out power lines and whatnot. Yeah, and she was very concerned. You can tell she's concerned. Yeah, so I'm like, whoa. So on YouTube, I got onto live feed through New Orleans, and there was a guy that they interviewed, and he was standing in what was left of his house. So he was probably my height, six foot two. He weighed about 250, maybe a little bit more. And he was talking about his five-year-old son that was with him. Well, first he walked outside because he heard the rain. He walked out and was completely still. And he said, I've lived in Tennessee long enough. I knew better to get back inside. When it goes completely silent like that during a tornado, it's sucking all the rain out of there. And so he said that he went back inside. Now, the next part I'm going to describe happened in less than five seconds, he said. He said he was, I think he was talking to his ex-wife, who was the father of the five-year-old son that, he was, that was with him. And she kept saying, get in the bathtub, get in the bathtub. He went over there, and this was live on TV. He goes, something told me not to get in the bathtub. Yeah, sure. I went into the closet. Yeah. He said, as soon as I went into the closet, my house came apart. He said, it was that fast. Yeah. And he said, when I got out of there, I, there's just one wall. He had one wall. His bathroom, bathtub was over here. His closet was right here. And his kitchen wall, kitchen was there. And that was what was left of his house. He had a two-story house, and it was gone, except for the closet. And where he was at, in that, where that bathtub would have been, him and his kid would have been killed. He said it ripped the roof off, and it started lifting him up out of the closet. He, his feet were off the ground. And then all of a sudden, it dropped him. Boom, just like that. He had an evergreen tree. He had a tree, he said, was probably 100 feet tall or more. He said it was gone. His neighbor's house was about a 5,000-square-foot home, two-and-a-half story, completely flattened. Wow. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. He said we had almost no warning because that thing just dropped. But God was there. God told that man. I don't know if he's a believer or not, but that man listened to God. He believed. Amen. Hallelujah. So did anybody go look up Lazy Squirrel? Last time I was up here, you look up Lazy Squirrel. Did you? The throne room song? Yeah, amen. Yeah. He wouldn't get, let those singers give up, would he? They sang the throne room song three times. And you could tell the last time they're like, why are we getting up there? We're worthless now. They all, the power of God hit that place. That was, whoa, man. It's 20 minutes long, but it's worth it. Look it up on YouTube. Hallelujah. Thank you for obeying that one person back there. God bless you. Many blessings to you. You all need to repent now. I'm just messing with you. You know I'm just messing with you. Oh, talk about believing. So believing in God's word will manifest those promises given to you in his written word. Believing causes faith to rise and peace and joy to inhabit those that are practicing the belief of God's written word, which is proven in the scriptures. Oh, we're going to prove it. Don't you have no doubt, Mary? All believing requires action, though. Action. It requires your action. You just can't believe and do nothing. Your action, the one who's supposedly believing. You say you're believing, there should be some action behind it. Those actions often come through your words. For the scriptures state in Proverbs 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. 
You either love death and you're going to eat that fruit, or you love life and you're going to eat that fruit. Especially the words you use daily without thinking. Those words that automatically speaking out of your heart or your spirit, the ones that you're not even thinking about, you're not trying to be all, all you know, religious and faithful and all that other stuff. The ones that you're just like, oh, I don't believe that. Hey, that, now you're getting to the core. You're getting right to the core. The Lord has talked to me about this many, many, many times. Because your words, your words are worship. Whether you like it or not, you're worshiping the Lord. It's not just about singing praises. It's about you speaking it. And I'm going to prove it. You'll know someone's faith system by just listening to them, just for about five minutes. That's all you need. Did you know your words are either worshiping God in his ways, which is truth and faith, or worshiping the God of this world's system, which is fear? Therefore, your believing system means and is everything in your life. Believing not in his written word keeps you from his promises and keeps you in believing the system of the world, which is fear. Believing not strengthens the fear. And the, and the living by sight system in your life. And it moves you further away from experiencing the truth. The world system believes through fear or fearing. And therefore take actions and use words according to that fear or fearful system. I mean, they're trying to plug it into you right now. Believe is defined as, there's seven of them here, to accept as true or real, to credit with veracity, to expect or suppose, to think. Your thinking's intertwined with this. To have firm faith, especially religious faith. To have faith, confidence, or trust. In fact, if you read in the Amplified often, it'll say that. Faith, confidence, or trust in the Lord. To have confidence in truth or value of something. Or to have an opinion, to think. I know I said to think twice, but it was written twice in the explanation. You know how I like to look at words if you listen to anything that I've said up here. I'll tell you how many times it's in the Bible. And this is just the word belief. This isn't believing or believeth or any of that. Okay? The word belief is in the King James Version of the Bible 280 times. Only 43 times in the New Testament, or in the Old Testament, I'm sorry. Let me give you an example here. Right here. Can you can all see this? See where my hand's at? That top half is the Old Testament. Okay? 43 times in there. That bottom half has 237 times it just says belief. 85 times in the book of John alone. Do the math. What's that say about the book of John? It's the book of believing. Believing goes far beyond your five senses. Believing through the God kind of believing through the God kind of faith determines where you go in the afterlife or whether you even know there is an afterlife. It determines whether you live heaven on earth or hell on earth. 
Your believing system determines what quality of life you lead while you are existing on this planet. Let's take a look at what God's word says about believing or believing not. We're going to start in Genesis uh, 15, 5, and 6. I'm telling you, when I started studying this, I'm like, oh, I opened up a can here. Oh, my gosh, Father. This is exactly, I know this is what the Lord wanted. Talking about Abraham here. It's the Lord. He brought him forth abroad and said, look now toward heaven and, and tell me, tell the stars or count them. If thou be able to number them, and he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. The number of stars in the heaven is how much, how many, you know, he's getting, trying to get Abraham to believe here. And Abraham believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. Again, kind of like last time, we're going to kind of set up a foundation. And uh, the Old Testament is kind of your foundation a little bit. And then we're going to get some really juicy stuff. Well, let's go to Genesis 45. Verses 26. I'm going to move along, by the way, so you might want to try to keep up or just write it down. Because I am telling you. Oh, we're not going to go over all 280 unless you want us to. I hope you all, hope you all ate something before you got here because it's going to take us a bit. No, I don't have that many on here. Yeah, bring a hammock or something. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Genesis 45, 26. And, yeah, we'll go start at 25. And they went up out of Egypt and came into the land of Canaan unto Jacob their father and told him, saying, Joseph is yet alive. And he is governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart fainted, for he believed them not. But then, and they told him of all the words of Joseph, which he said unto them. And when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. He, what happened? He believed. He believed through words. Actually, he, when he saw, it says right there, when he saw it, he believed. Amen. Psalms 27. Psalms 27, 11, I'm sorry. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in the plan path because of my enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of my enemies. For false witnesses are rise up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. They're talking bad about him. Think about this. Put yourself in here. Talk about people talking about you. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Right now. Not later. I mean, if you depart from this earth, I wouldn't really call that the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Amen? 
Psalms 119. Amen. Verse chapter 2. 1966. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe thy commandments. Amen? That's another brick for your foundation. You understand what we're doing here? What I'm doing here? What the Lord's doing? <laughs> Isaiah 7, 9. If, and that's the end of the verse. If you will not believe, surely you will not be established. Ouch. Wow. If you will not believe, surely you will not be established. While this is going on, you should, I ask that you go in kind of, I mean, everybody does. Go into your life a little bit. See where this, this fits into your life. There's, there's many spots in your life, because this, really, this is about believing, but you can believe in all kinds of arenas and areas in your life. And look how many arenas and areas there are in your life. It's just endless. You couldn't name them all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. That was a word from the Lord. Isaiah 43. You are my witness, saith the Lord. I'm sorry, 43.10. You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant who I have chosen. Let me say that again. You, out here, listening. You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant who I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be any after me. Amen? Isaiah 53.1. Who have believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? I wonder who is going to believe this report. Just saying. I'm not trying to, you know, just saying. Amen. We're going to go to Daniel 6.22. Oh, boy. And the Lord said, wait for him. Okay, so I'm going to wait for you. Are you there? Amen. Hallelujah. My God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me. Forasmuch as before him innocence was found in him in me, and also before thee, O king, I have done no hurt. Twenty-three. Then the king was exceedingly glad for him, and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no manner of hurt was found upon him, because he believed in his God. That's believing. That is, you know, a lion really doesn't care about who you are. You look like a, you know, you know, a three-piece chicken dinner to, you, to him. A large one, but amen. With taters and biscuits and you don't care. 
Amen. And remember, this is stuff that actually happened. This is where your believing comes in. You actually have to believe the Word of God for this to actually go into your heart. Now we're dipping into the uh, New Testament. Like I said, there's only 43 in the Old Testament. And obviously I didn't read all of them. Matthew 8.13. Let's see where I want to go with this. And Jesus said to the centurion, Go thy way, as thou hast believed, so it be done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour, the exact hour that he said it. He, remember, the centurion told him, I believe. Just say it. Just say the word. You don't even have to come by my house. That right there, he's saying, I believe on you. I just want your permission to, that he's healed. And he was. And he wasn't, he didn't see it that same hour. Remember? He had to go all the way back. Amen? Remember that one. We're going to come on to another one. Like it. Matthew 9, uh, 28. I can hear your pages flipping real fast. It's great. Amen. 9.28. And when Jesus had, was come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said unto them, he's tested them. He wanted their confession. Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be unto you. Or according to your faith, be it unto you. Think about your faith right now. So these aren't just stories. This is all meant for you personally. Every single person that's seated here, those that are out on the internet, through the camera and the radio. We're on the radio? You don't know we're not. <laughs> right? Amen. Mark 1.15, and saying, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye, and believe the gospel. Yes. Come on. Go to Mark 5.35. Is this too fast? Nope. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm listening at the same time. Well, I'm just hearing. Whoa. While he yet spake, there came from the rulers the synagogue house which certain house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, which would be the evil word, the fearful word, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. Any circumstance you have in your life, don't be afraid, only believe. Only believe. I've had, wow, well, I don't even know why I'm saying that. I've had demons face to face with me. I mean, inches apart from my face. And not like it was a demon in a person. It was a manifested demon in front of me. I'm like four or five years old. It happened more than once. And, and it's not 
It's different than feeling an emotion of fear. It's the atmosphere around you. Everything is thick in fear. If anybody's ever been close to that, you know what I'm talking about then. You're like, something has changed and it's not me. Fear has showed up in this room. Something's trying to stop me. Why? And that's when things should be stirred up inside you. Going, that's wonderful. He sees me so much as a threat. He's going to send fear to try to stop me. Hallelujah. Amen. I was, I was almost honored when I was four years old and that demon showed up. Wow, four years old, that little demon, come. he didn't even touch the steps. He just hovered down the steps. Come toward me within, I don't know, seven feet. And I'm screaming my head off. And then the porch light went on. And I thought it was my mother that did it. And I asked her, I don't know, years ago, maybe eight years ago about it. I go, well, what's the deal with that? I mean, you, you never remember that? I don't remember that. And as soon as I said that, the Lord's like, it wasn't her, it was me. Yeah. And you want to talk about humbling you real fast. I mean, I just stopped right there. And thank you, Father. Thank you. Yeah. It was you. You were there for me. When I, all I knew how to do is to scream. I'm four years old. So the thickness of the room is fear. I've had to show up before many times. It's different than emotion. Amen. Where are we at? Hallelujah. Mark 9.23, Jesus said unto them, If you can believe, all things are possible to those who believe. Amen. Look at all the promises. Everything that you read in the Bible requires your belief. It requires you to believe the baloney on the news. You're believing on one side or the other. You believe in the fear. You believe in all the stuff that man is saying. And we're going to get to that. It, it's in the scriptures about men running their mouths, for lack of better explanation. Here's a good one, Mark 11, 22. We should all know this almost by heart, almost like we don't have to flip to it, but I still do. Thank you, sir. Mark eleven twenty two. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whoever shall say unto this mountain. Anybody got a mountain in their life right now? Be thou removed and cast into the sea, and it shall not and shall not doubt in your heart, but shall believe that those things which he has said shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you should have them. Yes. Believe God's working in your life right. at all times. Yes. All times. Hallelujah. I woke up today and I felt the spirit of depression around. And I felt the spirit of fear. And I'm like, oh yeah, he doesn't want me to say what I'm going to say. And I was almost honored. I'm like, oh well. <laughs> It's a threat. Hallelujah. Mark 16, 9. Y'all know what this is. Amen. It's even written in my Bible. I even wrote it in the Great Commission. Even when you gave that Sunday, you said, most people don't go to Mark 9, or Mark, uh, yeah, Mark 16, and it's right in the Great Commission. Mine was written in there. <laughs> I'm like, sweet. <laughs> 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Now, when Jesus was risen early, the first day of the week, am I reading it right? Yep. He appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he cast seven devils or demons. And she went and told them that had been with him, the disciples, as they mourned and wept. And they, when they had heard he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. They're like, lady, you're full of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's almost like their hearts wanted to believe that he wasn't there. That's what the Lord told me today. Yeah. He's like, they wanted to believe that he wasn't there and they wanted to be stuck in your mourning. You know how sometimes when you be crying and whining and you almost get comfortable there. Oh, yeah. You know what you really like Yeah. And then you're like, oh, almost a woe is me thing, you know? And then you can hear the spirit in the back of your head going, suck it up. Come on, pork chop, what's your problem? Your spirit knows better. If you're in this church, you know better to get involved in all that. Amen. After he appeared, pity party, after he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country, and they went and told it to the residue or those others, and they didn't believe them either. Still in their pity party. Afterward, I like this part, Afterward, he appeared to the eleven as they sat and ate and upbraided them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he is risen. That's exactly what he was saying. Hey, suck it up. What is your deal? And then he said unto them, this is what he's saying to you. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Look at that there. He's believing and then he's baptized. We're going to come back to that. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned or condemned. Wow. Amen, Father. You know this? Okay, I'll get on that later. Hallelujah. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Whoa, there's signs to show you that you're a believer. There's signs here to show you that you're a believer. Amen. Wow, sorry. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall cast out devils, and they shall speak with new tongues. And they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. If you're a believer, you should be expecting these things, because you are a believer. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven. Can you imagine seeing that? And sat on the right hand of God, and they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Saying that they were believers. So the Lord wants me to expound on something here. He that, okay. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In Jesus' name you shall cast out devils. You shall speak with new tongues. 
You shall take up serpents or anything that's deadly. It'd be a spider. Yes. Oh, this spider's not written in the word. I'm going to die. No, 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 no. That's no. not, no. Snake. Yeah, Paul picked up a snake and threw it. And if they drink any deadly thing, like Sharon did that one time, remember? Yeah. She picked up something and she thought it was her drink and it was actually like cleaner yeah. and drank it and nothing happened to her. I think I've had some poisonous stuff before, and I remember the scripture, because I believe the scripture. Therefore, it nullified any of the world effects. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. I'm going to come to that one, too, of an experience. You all know. Amen. Wow, amen. Luke, oh gosh, this is good. Hallelujah. Luke 8. <laughs> oh yes, Luke eight twelve. Well, actually, I'm going to do eleven, just just because. Now the parable is this: the seed is the word of God. I'm pausing for dramatic effect. So he's talking about, he's explaining the parable to the disciples. Twelve. This is great. Those by the wayside are those that, that hear, then cometh the devil. And taking away the word out of their hearts. Here's the really, really good part. Lest they should believe and be saved. Right there. Your belief is more powerful than Satan. It is more powerful than the spirit of fear. If you keep God's word in your heart, he can't stop you. Amen? Your belief is stronger than Satan, than the spirit of fear. Don't think of him as, as this pitchfork, just physical being. Think of him as a spirit of fear, because that's what he is. It's the spirit of fear. As a roaring lion, acting one, like one. Barking all he can, but he's not doing... That's all he's doing. Toothless. Your belief is stronger than Satan. All you have to do is believe. That busts the devil up right there. Wow, Luke 8.50. Which you're already in Luke 8 anyway. Hallelujah. So there's someone here, I don't know, I actually think it's two or three of you. I don't know who you are, so just because I look at you doesn't mean I think it's you. Hallelujah. But when Jesus heard it, Let's go back one. 49. Well, yet he spake, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, thy daughter is dead, trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, he heard the fear, he heard the doubt, he answered him, saying, he answered the doubt, fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. Has anybody heard the testimony of when Tabitha, my wife Tabitha, the one in the sound booth right there, uh, had a stroke? Okay? So the Lord told me when I was preparing this, 
He goes, that scripture was said to you without it actually being said. Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. She's back there, made, she's whole. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, let's, let's just kind of flip it into the, let me give you a little bit of a mental image here. When you're looking at someone and they're dying in front of you, and that is, that is someone that you share emotions and thoughts with, it is, it's part of you. And they're dying, and you know they are, your emotions and your flesh want it, are right there in your face. And you want to do nothing but panic. Your mind wants to shut down. You don't know what to do. You want it to stop. Fear not, believe only, and you shall be made whole. Fear not, believe only, and you shall be made whole. Turn it to yourself. These aren't just stories of other people. This is things for you. Remember now, if you're a believer, you can cast out demons. So You can cast out demons out of yourself. Amen. Lay hands on yourself. Heal yourself. Amen. I've healed myself. Well, I didn't really. It was the Lord that healed me. But it was my words that said it. I'm talking heart attacks, probably strokes. I know a heart attack at one time. Stroke. Uh, the list goes on and on. I mean, it's just amazing. Thank you, Father. I was driving down 23rd Street over by Village Inn, and my, and my vision went double vision all of a sudden. I mean, it was way out. And, my, and I said, Satan, you can't hold me here. You have no permission. And my, my vision went straight again. Amen. Amen. John 3, 14. Is this good for you? Amen. <laughs> and Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever, whosoever, are you whosoever's? Believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God not sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned. You have condemnation in your life, and you're a believer. Someone's messing with you. Hallelujah. Someone's being messed with. I can feel it. Yeah. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And that is the unforgivable sin right there, not accepting Christ. If you don't accept Christ, how can you have forgiveness of sin? Amen. All right, one page down and 27 to go. I'm just kidding. Amen. John 3, 36. 36. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. There it is again. And he that believeth not on the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. I can get into a whole different thing about the wrath of God, but let's just say the universal ways that the law works on here on earth is because you're not accepting God therefore you're not 
like excluded from those laws. They're kind of come and get you. You believe in fear, fear is going to be around you all the time. And the things that attach to fear, remember, it says that you shall reap the, the part that you will have the fruits of that that you believe. You love either death or life. And you'll reap the fruit of it. It's in the scriptures. I'm just not making this stuff up. John 4, 48. Eight thirteen, yes. Four forty-eight. Hmm. Then Jesus said unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. The nobleman saith unto him, Sir, come down, uh, ere my child die. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. He came over there because he believed in Jesus anyway. Right? And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken and he went his way. Think about that. If he didn't believe, he'd probably just still stand there. Wouldn't you? I mean, but you're all believers, so. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then he, he basically questioned them of the hour he began to be healed. And they said unto him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was the same hour in which Jesus said unto him, thy son liveth, and himself believed in his whole house. So I had a vision today of this very thing. And... Um, the family was sitting there watching this boy. And they're, they're hoping that the father would bring Jesus back. And they're watching the boy. Yeah. And all of a sudden, yeah. he wasn't sick anymore. Even though Jesus wasn't there. Right. And then they started talking. Well, what hour was that? Oh, it was yeah. this hour. Da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden, when he said, well, he said it to me about this time. They go, well, that was about the same time. And so then they all believed. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Amen. Amen. After I saw that, I'm like, oh, thank you, Father. That was awesome. John 5, 24. He that heareth my word and believe on him that sent me hath everlasting life. There it is again. And shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Condemnation kind of lives in that death world. It lives in the fear world. If you have condemnation for something you did, that's not from God. You know, the world expects you to worry. If you don't worry, what's wrong with you? Right? And you know, if you lived in the world before, if, you know, if you've had Christ your whole life, sometimes you don't really live in the world. But y'all, y'all need to repent. I know that. So y'all were in the world before. You understand their way of thinking. You understand that when you come into there and it's commanded you not to worry about a thing, I was so thankful when I read that. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I don't have to, I don't have to worry. It's a commandment not to worry. Oh, my gosh. Talk about a relief off your system. Like, literally off your physical system. 
that you don't have to worry. Oh, thank you, Father, for that. That it wasn't just like, hey, you know, it's probably a good idea not to worry. No, he commanded them. About anything. 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 So if you start figuring, you know, finding yourself worrying, you might want to think about, oh, wait, maybe I need to hit the reset button on my believing system and understand that I need to uh, believe the word. I don't need evidence to believe. You have the evidence. It's the word of God, right? Oh, by the way, I put this all together for myself, so I'm actually preaching it to myself. Y'all are just here to listen. Right? <laughs> yeah. You're all invited to hear me talk to myself. <laughs> and I hope you get something out of it. Let that learn you. <laughs> yeah, you should be preaching to yourself. John 6, 47. Is she already there? Oh, man, she's quick. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me shall have everlasting life. There it is again. John 7, 38. Is this too fast? Amen. He that believeth on me, as the scripture had said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. That's what's going on right now. That's what the Lord told me. He said, when you get up there, rivers of living water are going to flow out of you. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Okay. If you believe on him, rivers of living water shall flow out of you. Not just me, because I was asked to do this. It'll flow out of you. Believe on him, it'll flow out of you. It's your daily words. It's just things that you don't really have to think about all the time. It should be giving praise unto God. You should never say, what am I going to do about, and whatever it may be, my bills, my car, whatever. You shouldn't. It's, hey, I'll admit, I understand, it's difficult at times to not say that, to not do that. What am I going to do? I'm going to believe, right? I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe God. All things are possible to him that believe, right? You just said it. Amen. A lot of people believe when they work it out in their mind and the bank talks to them and then they could see the route and like, okay, then I believe. Amen. John 8, 24. Amen. I said, I said, therefore unto you that you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Ouch. John 8, 31. Then Jesus said unto those Jews which believed on him, not the ones that didn't, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. Continuing in my word is an action. And then Jesus said unto the congregation of Living Word Church, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. When I ask, what should I do about this or what should I do about that? I shall continue in his word. Yes. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. John 12, 46. I am come a light unto the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And the Lord said, put next to that, not knowing or that you're blind. 
Let me say it again. I am come unto the light unto the world, that whoever shall believeth on me shall not abide without knowing, or shall not abide and be blind to the answer. Amen? It's not only about just fear of darkness or dark places or whatever. I used to be afraid of the dark. Now I walk around in the dark. I've, I've run sewer lines in the pitch black before. In a strange place. I don't know this person's house. I don't know what's going on down there. You can feel spiders and whatnot. What do I care? If it's a serpent and it bites me, the word of God says it won't hurt me. I got over other gross and disgusting things to worry about. Well, which I don't. Got to straighten that out. <laughs> Here we go. John 14, 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Whoa. You believe in God, believe in me, Jesus also. Believing in God's written word keeps your heart from being troubled. All right, so there's other scripture here that we kind of spoke, that I kind of spoke about saying the same thing. If, you're con if you have condemnation on your heart, your heart's being troubled. You believe in his word. He, it's not from God. If you're being con condemned because of something you did in your past, remember the last time I was up here, which was only like three or four weeks ago, put it in the past at last. It's gone. It's your future that you have control of. No one else but you has that, that control because you're the one that makes the decisions. You're the ones that believe. Your believing has everything to do with your speaking. I mean, your thinking, sorry. Yeah, amen, you're speaking and you're thinking. John 14, 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you that he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall you do also. Whoa. And greater works than these shall you do because I go unto my Father. Do you believe in his works? Yes. That he did those works? Yes. He did so many works that the, the books of the world could not contain it. Yes. Remember in the Bible where it talks about that? Yes. So just because it's not listed doesn't mean you can't do it. Amen. I can feel it. I'm going to say it again because it's worth repeating. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, do you believe on him and the works that he did? You shall do it also. And greater works than these you shall do because I go unto my Father. But Lord, I sinned. That doesn't matter. The Lord said, that don't matter. He just said it right there because he knew everybody was a sinner and needed a Savior. Right? So your sin has nothing to do with it. It's gone. So you shall do greater works, those that aren't even written. Greater works, which means even if they listed all the things he did, you'll do greater than that. He's sitting next to the Father right now. We just, just read it. He went up and he sat on the right hand of God. There he is. He's also in you, right? Amen. Amen. John 20, 25. Remember, John's the book of believing. What did I say here? 
Edie, let's go back to the notes. 85 times in the book of John alone, it says to believe. Wow. 20. 25. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Thomas needed his conditions met before he could believe. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of his nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. He was living by sight. And after eight days again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. And then he said unto Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. Look at that. He said he knew exactly what he said, and he wasn't there. Right? Have you ever thought about that? He didn't hear him say that because Jesus wasn't there when he said that. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Now he believed. And Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they who have not seen, yet have believed. You know, another word for blessed is empowered. Empowered. So read it that way. Empowered are they that have not seen, yet have believed. That's why the Lord told Kenneth Copeland, hey, if you see, you're going to be set back years because now you're going to be working on a sight system, living by sight and not by faith. Amen? This is for every person individually in here. Because I'm preaching to myself and you're listening. Amen. Therefore, you're more empowered when you read the scriptures. That's your evidence. That'll be your evidence unto you, knowing that you can do greater things than Christ, that he did. You're a believer, so you'll lay your hands on the sick, they'll recover, right? Amen. That's exactly what I did to Tabby. I laid hands, my hand on her head. And I told her, I didn't, I wasn't asking, by the way. I didn't ask her to be healed because she already was. I already knew it. She's already healed. I just had to make the declaration of it. Put my hand on there. I said, I'm not asking. I'm commanding her to be healed. Satan, you leave her alone right now in the name of Jesus. She shall be healed and whole. She'll be 100%. There shall be nothing wrong with her. And in that, I saw a vision of the vagus nerve. I didn't know it until later. But every, your brain... It's connected to every nerve in your body, through your legs, right down your spine, in your arms, and everything. And I saw it in that instant. It wasn't the vision. It had nothing to do with her being healed. It was the fact that I believed. I didn't know I believed, but I did believe. <laughs> Amen.
31. But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. Believing, believing, believing. Acts 8.12. Amen. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Whoa, wait a minute, back up. But when they believed first, Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, they believed those things and on the name of Jesus Christ. Then they were baptized, not with water, but with the Holy Ghost. Then Simon himself believed also, and when he was baptized by the Holy Ghost, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Signs, miracles, and wonders shall follow those that believe. See, this lines up to the other scripture. It should all make a nice snowball for you. You know, how you take a little bit of snowball, and you roll it to make a snowman, and it's picking up other snow. Just let that be like revelation knowledge, like scriptures. And that rolls up. And all of a sudden, you have this big ball of revelation. And it's many, many, many verses all put together. But you know they're true because you believe them. Amen? So your snowball gets bigger, your snowball of revelation. And now you got this happy little snowman. Amen. Put a Bible in the snowman's hand. Amen. Amen. Acts 18.8. I'm telling you, this is the condensed version. The chief ruler of the synagogue believed on the Lord. I'm not saying his name. The chief ruler of the synagogue believed on the Lord with all his house. And many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. Whoa, there we go again. They believed and then they're baptized. Speaking in tongues. I kind of laughed when I read this one. Next one. Acts 19.2. <laughs> and he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Spirit since you have believed? And they said to him, say what? <laughs> we have not so much as heard whether there be a Holy Spirit. It says Holy Ghost, but Holy Spirit? What are you talking about? But notice he asked them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you have believed? Because he's like, oh, you believe. Therefore, if you believe enough, signs, wonders, miracles shall follow. You shall speak in new tongues. Has it hit you yet? Say what? You ever seen that before? I haven't until then. The Lord showed me all kinds of stuff. Amen. Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. What is salvation? Reservation, health, mind, healing, deliverance, and safety. Thank you, sir. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power 
of God, the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believes, you have power. Don't let Satan tell you you don't. Hey, I've been there. Or anyone else. Romans 4.16. I really love the book of Romans. Romans 8 is my favorite. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. Oh, man. I don't think I could read that without running around the church. Whew. Jesse's drinking before I got to church. No, you read Romans 8. Whoa. Oh, Amen. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end of the promise, might be sure to all that seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. And it is, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before before him who believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's something that's not in your life, call it to be so. Who against hope believed in hope? Who had no idea how they're going to get their car? Who had no idea how they're going to get their house, praise God? I have no idea how that giant house is going to come. If anybody heard that prophecy that was given to me and Tabby about our house. There's no way he would have known that I wanted a big garage so I can work on all my stuff. No way. I spoke of it to no one in here. Therefore, I believe. Amen. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And be not weak in faith. That's you. Be not weak in faith. He considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old. A hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, who could never have children. She was never able. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. That would be you too. You stagger not at the promise through unbelief because you have no unbelief because you're believers. But was strong in faith, giving glory to God. That kind of goes hand in hand. That's evidence that you have faith because you're giving glory to God. Do you feel I'm yelling at you? I don't want to feel I'm yelling at you. I'm just a little excited here. And being fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. Amen. Fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to also perform. And therefore it was imputed into him for righteousness. He's believing something that... (laughs) Yeah. I mean... Amen. I don't even know how to explain it right now in English. I mean, he's believing something that his eyes saw were absolutely... 100% 100% impossible in this earthly realm. It's going to take someone more superior than Abraham to make that happen. It's past what you can do. 
Your God will work past what you can do. Yep. Hallelujah. Wow. Whew. Now it was written for his, not written for his sake alone that was imputed to him. I wonder who else it was. But for us also. Yeah. Whoa. Amen. To whom it shall be imputed unto you if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Wow, you have no excuses. Wow. That deserves a pause right there. You stand behind your pastor and get all kinds of stuff just coming, and you're trying to make it all straight. Oh, gosh, yeah. Amen. I knew I had a lot of this here, and I'm like, oh, man. It's going to be a miracle if we get through it. Because I know what, when I come get back here. Oh, jeez. Amen. Amen. Utterance. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Romans 10. Thank you, sir. Romans 10.3. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law of righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. To everyone that believeth. Amen. It's very important. Go down to eighth. But what saith it? <laughs> the word is nigh thee, even in your mouth and in thy heart. Your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Remember what I first said at the very beginning, it's the words that you're not sitting here trying to be all faithful. It's the words that just come out of you automatically. Those have power. Those have massive power. You're trying to be all faithful and whatnot and convince yourself that it's going to be so, but you have doubt in your mind. Remember the word of God said too, have no doubt in your mind. Have no doubt and it'll come to pass. Amen. So making your snowball bigger. Amen. But what saith it, the word is nigh, it's worth repeating. But what saith it, the word is nigh, even unto thy mouth and into thy heart, that is the word of faith, which we preach, or I'm preaching at this moment, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and shall believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Amen. 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 Yes. For with your heart man believeth unto righteousness. With your heart. And your mouth lines up with your heart. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believe on him shall not be ashamed. For is there, no, there is no difference between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. He's rich unto you. All you have to do is call upon him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. 
For whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call upon him who they have not believed? And how shall they believe on him who they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Well, I'm doing that right now, and you're hearing. You should be believing. Not saying you're not. And how shall they preach except they be sent? I was sent. Pastors were sent. That is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. You're hearing it. Hallelujah. I'm running over to Romans 13, 11, And that, knowing the time, that is... And, and that, knowing the time, that now is high time to awake out of your sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than we believed. Yes. If you're going about your days and it's just all stuck together and it's mundane and you're kind of in a sleep, the Word of God talks about it many times. Those that are asleep, it talks about him waking up people that are asleep. The Word of God. Yeah, all of a sudden it'll be gone. And your chances will be gone. Just a couple days in jail, maybe a week or two. I have, just for fun, you know. And the one thing I missed the most was being able to, even though I did it anyway, being able to be amongst my congregation and lift my hands and worship God. That was the thing that I missed the most. And every time I got a meal, I spoke out loud. There's 22 other guys sitting there listening to me. Out loud. They heard me. Everybody heard me. The Lord said, you say it out loud and you let them hear you. And I said, thank you, Lord, for my food, even though it was disgusting. Sonia, stay out of jail. I know how you like to, you know. It was disgusting. There's a reason for it. Yep. Thank you, Lord, for my food. That I might eat food. They could have gave me nothing. I could have been in somewhere where they're giving me, a, you know, a dirt sandwich. I wasn't. I was still in America. Praise God. And I said, thank you, Lord, for my food and for my quick release. Amen. Any of you know the story? It's, it was a messed up charge is what it was. It, it just was dishonest. Yeah. Uh, and when I was released, all of them came to the, came to the front, and that guard got nervous because there's 22 guys, one with a tattoo, a spider web on his head, uh-huh. scars in his head. You can tell he was a, he was a rough dude. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they all got upset and said, where are you taking him? Yeah. I mean, they got in her, her face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, whoa, 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 hang on. She goes, he's being transported somewhere else. This is just the way it goes. 
And they backed off and they all like, brother, we love you. Some of them never spoke a word to me the whole time I was there, 21 days. Never spoke a word to me. And they said, we feel like God is leaving this place. I was going to this church when that happened. Demons showed up when I was in jail. Remember that fear thing I was talking about earlier? How you know, it's just not an emotion. It's something in the atmosphere showed up. You showed up. There was a demon in there. He showed up right outside my cell door. And I, yes, I remember that. That was great. They forgot we were in there. That was great. Yeah, we were in there hours and hours and hours, and they forgot about us. I think we were only supposed to have like, yeah, we were in there like, yeah, it was great. It was awesome. It was great. That was God's work. Yeah. I told that demon he had no business there, that he must leave. And then the next night he showed up, but he wasn't very close to my door. He's down the hall. This two-tier system is about half the size of this room, maybe three-quarters the size. Two-tier system. I was on the top tier, way over there. So people weren't walking past my room and whatnot. I saved the guy, the cellmate. And then I saved the cellmate next to me. He came into there. I hear you preach every morning. I want to know Jesus. I said, okay, you ready to say the words? He came into the cell, and I spoke it out, and he repeated it. Saved two people in jail. And Satan's like, oh, enough of that. Get him out of here. Go out. I'm shackled. My, you know, you know how deadly I am. You guys better watch it. Shackled here, shackled to my ankles with a chain going down to it. And then the people that were bringing me, moving me, said, if you run, we've got to shoot you. Run? I can't even walk. What are you talking about running? Why would I run? You crazy? So they were, we were somewhere in Oklahoma. I don't know where we were. They won't tell you. They tell you. We're not going to tell you where we are. On purpose. Don't ask. That's what they say. Don't ask. Because we're not telling you. Because they don't want a jailbreak. And so they got lost. And they turned around in the parking lot, a church parking lot. And on the marquee, I looked over. Trust not in your own understanding. And I'm like, I'm sitting here in the church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Telling you. Went to where I was going, and two days I was released. Amen. It was... I should give wit, uh, testimony on that whole thing because there were things that happened in there that were amazing. Remember, Paul was in jail, so don't be looking at me like that. <laughs> I'm a good boy. Come on, look at me. <laughs> Where were we before the pastor got off on here? Okay. Romans 13.11. Were we there? Romans. Amen. Were we done with Romans? Were we done with that page? 26 more to go? All right. Roman, or 1 Corinthians 14, 22. This is awesome. Wherefore tongues are for a sign, not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. But prophesying serveth is not for them that believe not, but for them that believe. Prophesying is for you. You speak in, in tongues because it's evidence of your belief. The scripture said it. 
We just went over it. Keep up. I'm just mad with you. 1 Corinthians 15, 2. Amen. Oh. Amen. By which also you are saved if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. The Lord told me when I read this. He's like, you tell them. <laughs> I'm like, okay. What's your point of coming in here if you don't believe? If you walk in here, you're just doing it as a social event. Which is actually a slap in the Lord's face. You might as well go home, mow your lawn, wash your dishes, clean your house, do something more prosperous. And you're sucking air in here. Other people need this air. This is organic air, mind you. Organ all air is organic. Okay, we don't grow air. This is organic air, so it's special. So if you just want to waste it on your vain belief, you need to go someone else, so someone else can be privileged to come in here and use the organic air. Pam and Randy, they, could, they both know it's organic. They're, they know organic. They're like, he's right, it's organic. By which you are saved, if you keep in memory what is preached to you, unless you believe in vain. I've watched people come in here, and they listen, and they walk out, and then you hear their words at, right after the sermon. They don't even hit the parking lot. And I'm like, you were in vain. Not trying to judge, but that's exactly what it is. You're in vain. What are you doing here? Are you trying to speak like those Pharisees that thought they're going to be holy and accepted because of their much speaking? When they're just speaking baloney? A lot of Congress talks and talks and talks, but, you know, hey, I don't have to tell you that result. 2 Corinthians 4, 3. Whoa, okay. Okay, Father. But if our gospel be hid, it is also him hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine upon them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthly vessels, that excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
We are troubled on every side, but not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life also of Jesus Christ might be made manifest in our body. Amen. Amen. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. If you need healing right now, you need to hook on to this. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. We have the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I believe, therefore I have spoken. We also believe, therefore we speak. Do you believe? You should be speaking right now. Where are we at? 14? Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us up also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might be through the thanksgiving of many rebound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but through our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Through the word of God. Day by day. Continue in his word. Be his disciple. And day by day you're being refreshed. All that fear is being kicked out. Hmm. Someone's being attacked by fear. It's not right now. But it's... Uh, I don't know. I feel it. I mean... I, Amen. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. You ever had a thing that you really didn't want to do? And your mind was thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. You know, it's coming up. Especially if it's like a week away and you know it. And like, oh my gosh. And guess what? You're just tormenting yourself. And then after the fact, you go and look back at it a year later, you're like, what was my problem, pork chop? Suck it up. For our light affliction, which is for a moment. If your life is a vapor, imagine that little moment. How small is that? And we always make it bigger in our heads than it really is. Right? Yeah. 18. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. This is the spiritual world. That's why you're supposed to live by, uh, not by sight, but by faith, right? For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Like all the angels that are in here right now, flying around, hearing God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Oh, my. Galatians 
knowing that man is not justified by the works of law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might, might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Amen? Ephesians 1.11. I'm moving as fast as I can. I'm not trying to keep you. Building, a, building it here. Okay, Father. 11. 111. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his will, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ or believed in, in whom ye also trusted or believed in. After that, you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit a promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the per per purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Wherefore I also, after I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and, and love unto all the saints. Here it is. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Believe that right there. Believe that your eyes are being enlightened. When the Lord talks to you, I'm telling you, if you haven't heard it before or you haven't proclaimed it before, there's no neon sign. It's not some special voice. He just wants you to trust the word that is being said to you. And you'll know it because signs and wonders shall follow it. It's called believing. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened because you're a believer. That ye may know what is the hope of his calling and, and what the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, that's you, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. And where is the heavenly places? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'll tell you. Far above all principality and all power and all might and all dominion and to every name that is named, whatever disease you want to call it, his name is above that. Not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Amen. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Amen. That's worth saying with power. Because that has power in it. I'm trying to be nice to your ears and this microphone.
1 Thessalonians 2.13. We're almost there. For this cause also, thank we God without ceasing. ceasing. Right there. Stop right there. I, I thought about all the things I can be thankful for. And I popped a couple circuits. You know, fuses that blow, because I'm like, I can't ever stop. There is no way you can stop thinking God. I mean, the organic air that you get to breathe in this church. The chairs you get to sit in, the carpet that you get to walk on, the, the heater that's on that's a little too warm right now. I mean, praise God. The fact that we're not eating dirt sandwiches, the fact that we live in the United States, even though they're trying to mess it up, the fact that we get to sit here and talk to each other, the fact that we are having a family reunion right now. The fact that you had a car to drive here and a parking lot to go into. That's not a gravel. I know churches that have gravel. I know. I turned around in one in Oklahoma when I was shackled. It was gravel. <laughs> Some of you have more than one car. And live in houses and not huts. And cats aren't falling through the ceiling. You know, in some countries, they just have straw and cats and goats and all kinds of stuff get in there and they fall through the ceiling. Watch National Geographic if you don't believe me. It's true. Imagine that, sleeping. Two o'clock in the morning, here comes a goat. Dear Lord. Yeah, snakes coming in. Yeah, like in the Philippines and things like that. Whoa. I saw a YouTube video of a guy sitting in the Philippines in a doctor's office and a black mamba come running, racing through there. That black mamba was about from here to John. And it jumped and it attacked the guy. I mean, it drew back and it shot itself toward him. And the guy kicked it with his foot and then he grabbed it. A black mamba grabbed it. And he went up to the receptionist. He's like, hey, look what I found. <laughs> Not making this up. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus, for living in the United States. You know I don't believe in that, you know. I just do that just because. It adds humor to it. Hey, man, let's get on with it. <laughs> for this cause also we thank God without ceasing even though I ceased on that didn't I because when you received the word of God which you heard of us you received it not as the word of men but as in truth the word of God which effectually worketh in you that believe that's all of you if you don't believe why are you sitting in those pews Right? Yeah. Titus 3.8 in the Amplified. I wonder if I skipped other Amplifieds. Did I, Tabby? Yeah, I probably did, didn't I? Oh, well. Titus 3.8. Yes. If 
don't know about black mamba. They're one of the, the most poisonous snakes out there. And I'm not sure if this guy was a believer all, anyway. So I don't know if he could use that if you get by, by, bit by a serpent thing and you won't be harmed. But he wasn't afraid. I mean, that mamba tagged him. And he stuck his foot and he just hit him right in the foot. And then he went down and he grabbed it. He's sitting in a chair like you guys are. And he watched it come in like, what? Is this really happening? I'd be like, sweet Jesus, save me. Yeah, I'd be running. This message is the most trustworthy and concerning these things which I want you to insist steadfastly so that those who have believed in, trusted in, relied on God may be careful to apply themselves to an honorable occupations and to doing good. For such things are not only excellent and right in themselves, but they are good and profitable for the people. So, all these people are watching you, going, look, there's a believer. Yeah. Right. It says right here. So that those who have believed in, trusted in, and relied on God, that's you, may be careful to apply themselves to honorable occupations. It's just, it's, it could come down to your just daily workings. Right. You should be an example. Yeah. And to doing good. Whoa. I don't know why. And to, do good, to doing good. For such things are not only excellent and right in themselves, but they are good and profitable for the people. Amen. And the people watching you, because you're supposed to be an example. They're going, why should I be a Christian? I'm really tempted to talk about cookie cutter Christian here, but I'm going to continue. It just, I don't know, it just chaps my hide when I hear that. When people act like a cookie cutter Christian. Like, I know Jesus. I was sprinkled when I was young. Really? Yeah. Sprinkling water can't heal you. Nope. It can't save you. It can't heal a biscuit either. Yeah, a little butter might heal that biscuit. <laughs> Bring it. Hebrews 10, 39. But we, believers, are not them who draw back into perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul, the saving of the mind, the saving of the will, and the saving of your emotions. Wait a minute. Let's back up there a second. We are not them who draw back into perdition. Perdition means to lose, to ruin. The utter loss of the soul, future mercy, or eternal death. Isn't that the truth? That's what it means. Uh-huh. I looked it up. It I looked it up, man. I didn't want to be wrong. But we are not of them that draw back into the loss of our soul, but it is them that believe to the saving of our mind, the saving of our will, and saving of our emotions. How can you save your emotions? Well... When 
when the rubber meets the road. No worries, right? Save your emotions for something else. Hebrews 11:6. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek them. This is one of my favorite verses. Because it proves that if you diligently seek him, he will reward you. You seek him through faith. This is all a faith thing anyway, right? You come in here, sit in your butt in the pews, listening to this, to believe you're doing it in faith, that you're going to learn something that's going to give you power. It's going to give you power over your circumstances, over your situations, that you're not sit there lost. Who wants to be lost? Who wants to be powerless? Nobody. That should be the whole reason why you're sitting here, is so that you're not powerless. Where the Word of God talks over and over. The whole thing talks about how you can have power over the one that's trying to have power over you. Remember, if you don't believe, remember back in, uh, we're, we're talking about the parable, where you might, you might actually believe and be saved. Satan wants to have power over you that you don't believe, and you're not saved. Right there, again, you have, your belief has power over Satan. Last one. I know I can hear a sigh of relief. Look at y'all. Oh, gosh. Thank God he's done. Oh, wait. No. Is it? Ah, ha, ha, ha. Just kidding. <laughs> First Peter 1.21 Who by him do believe in God that raised him from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. We're going to move along here. First John 3.23 And this commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave commandment. And the Lord said, put that in there. Okay, here it is. I am preaching these things because I love you. Why else would I be up here? Yeah, I'm not making money up here. And it's not about that. I'd rather not and do it because I want to. I enjoy doing this. Beloved, oh, John 4, 1 John 4, 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of, of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. You see how many arenas your belief affects? 1 John 4, 16. And we have known and believed the love of God has toward us and that he dwelt in love, dwelt in God. And he that dwelt in love dwelt in God and God in him. Amen. 1 John 5, 5. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that the Son, that Jesus is the Son of God. Ask, is this me? Am I an overcomer? 
Do you believe it in the Jesus, the Son of God? Yes. Then you're an overcomer. Yes. Exactly. Not a piece of meat to get trampled on. Like a piece of pork chop or something? <laughs> These things I have... Oh, 1 John 5.13. Is she on it? She's on it. She's all over it. She's on it. <laughs> These things I have written unto you that believe on the name of Son of God. That's you guys. That you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Amen? Look how far your belief goes. I mean, it's everything. Your decisions you make every single day. You waking up and getting your coffee, going to the restroom, all that. It requires your belief. It requires everything. Your belief is huge. You believe when you step outside, you're not going to get run over by a Hot Wheel or something. Or that there's going to be air. Or, you know, it goes on. It's thick. This is very, I'm barely scratching the surface. When I got into this, I'm like, oh, my. And this isn't me looking up the word. This is only me looking up the word belief. Not believing or believeth or believed. 280 in believe alone. 85 in John, if you just want to go through there and check me. Amen? Amen. 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 That's all I have. Hallelujah. Shall we, how would you like to, you want to say a prayer? You want, how would you like to do this? Amen. Amen. You all enjoy this? Did you run out of ink? Oh, by the way, my business gives away free pens. Just in case, you know, you don't have a... I make sure that my customers can write checks to me, so... Oh, are you penless? I'm sorry, here you go. Oh, it happens to have my name on it, too. Just call me again when you want to write me a check. Amen. 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 Did you all learn anything? Good. I did, too. It was very good. I, I uh, realized how much my belief... Oh, my gosh. Like, oh, man, I'm believing. Wow. <laughs> I know I haven't even got to the depths of understanding yet about, about this subject. So we never think, really think about it. I mean, we talk about believers and talk about being a believer and all that. But when you really get into the depths of it, it's like never-ending. Amen. Amen. When you believe, you have joy. It shows. Because you believe that you're not going to be annihilated by a force you can't control. Amen. Thank you, Lord. All right. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you that we have a nice, warm place to be, that we're not out in the rain. Thank you that we can preach the Word of God. We're not worried about people coming in with guns, hurting us. We live in the United States. We live free. We thank you for living free. We thank you for the Word that makes us free. We accept it into our hearts. Let not the words be spoken, your words that were spoken today. Let them not lose from their memory, as the word of God says. Let them not be lost. Let not Satan come to take that word out of them unless they will believe and see and be saved. 
We thank you, Lord, that it stays in their hearts. We praise your name for all that we have. We praise your name that we could give. We gave money to our tithe. We praise your name that we're not concerned about finances. Amen. Thank you, Father. The Lord said, if you're concerned about your finances, don't be concerned about them. I got it. That's what he said. I think there's somebody in here that was concerned. Don't worry about it. In fact, I found out the less I worried about it, the more money came to me. If you worry about it, if you think about it, you choke it. It took me a long time to learn that. Long time. And then you you worry about it less. I mean, think about it less, things will fall in your lap. Nearly fall in your lap. It still takes your belief to, to do it. It takes your action to, to believe. Yeah, that's mine. I'm going to go get it. Yeah, that's mine. I'm going to go get it. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you that everybody returns, returned home safe. You're like, but wait a minute, I'm still here. Hey. Thank you that you all returned home safe. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you that it changed their hearts. Thank you that they're coming out, going out different than when they came in. I praise your name that you gave me these words to give them. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. They're excused? Yes, they're excused. You're excused. Well, I tell you what, that was so good. But, I mean, it, it's always good. The word is so good. That's why I get into it. God is giving more and more revelation to people. But you can't do it without reading the word. And But, the, you know, Mary, you had given me, uh, or you, Tony said that you had gotten something from Bill Winston that you had... You know, and I looked at them today, and, and sometimes they don't give the whole scripture, but, but I was looking at them, and I, I would take one and meditate on it, and you know what? About 25 other scriptures would come to me. Amen. But see, when you start doing that, you get, yeah, but Lord, it's this. I take one word out there. See, you're going to start doing that, just going to roll in you and that's when that word is deep in your heart do you see what i mean do you believe and you start doing that and it just rolls you get one one scripture and you get a whole bunch other ones and then you go even to the next word and get more and more so i mean see get in this word i mean (laughs) you read it 30 times you don't even know nothing yes But you got to meditate on it. Like that was one word, believe. <laughs> yeah, and there's more than even got because, yeah. It's just the word is so rich. And we're in a time when you're going to, oh, I just can't, I can't even describe myself. Some, something's happening. Amen. Something more. We're rising, rising. And, and if you stick with this, you're going to rise with it. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. I tell you, we got a lot of speakers coming up in the next few couple months. I mean, one after the other. And they're all coming at the same time, and then we'll probably be dormant for a long time. But but I don't I don't like that sometimes, but that's the only time they can come. Like Joel Siegel, he's he's tied up and that was the only time he could come and now I've got Dr. Jacobs called today and is coming in May 
But the week after Tawana Hilton comes on a Sunday, he's just coming on a Sunday. But then that guy's coming for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> and he's such a believer. He was the one laying in the beach, you know, and was supposed to die because hepatitis, he had hepatitis so bad, God healed him. Now, I, I've seen demons come out with that man with uh, all kinds of stuff, like nothing. Be healed. <laughs> Gone. Somebody with that, Hus what's that? Hom Cosby, that. No, that, yeah. Hashimoto. That, that is, it, it affects everything. I mean, there it's like 500 diseases in one. Uh, not, not that many, but, <laughs> but uh, he didn't even know this lady had it. <laughs> and they brought her up there. I think she was in a wheelchair. And he laid hands on her and says, be healed. That's how fast he goes. Be healed. And she was cured then and there <laughs> at Marietta. So he's coming. <laughs> See, that's what I like about those. Uh, pre they don't care how small your church is. They could care less. They just want, like you do, like I do, like every Tony does, like everybody wants the the word to get out like can i mean we just want to get it it's so much fun it's fun yeah mm-hmm gosh hey you're gonna be doing all this laying hands on the sick raising the dead saying be healed there'll be so many people glory to god get ready <laughs> amen i just couldn't help but say that <laughs> Anyway, it was good. We've been preaching about healing. Yeah. You know, a lot of churches, like Brother Cope, uh, Keith Moore said, there are, Sherry, millions of churches do not believe mm -hmm. in healing. That's why you've got to know preservation, soundness of mind, healing, deliverance, and safety. It's all in the Bible, but you've got to know what those scriptures are. I'll tell you a good one is Jeremiah 17, 14. Healing and salvation. It says it right there. See, when you're saved, you got all the rest of it. <laughs> That's why I was we were trying to teach you you're righteous. If you're righteous, you got it all. Nobody could be righteous in the Old Testament. Amen. Anyway, we're you're dismissed. We <laughs> get in the scriptures. <laughs> Amen. Thank you.